Mulweni. Poyamora. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so I'm going to jump right in it because uh, time is literally um, pressed. So I'd like to touch on, um, on forgiveness, or rather, unforgiveness. What happens when we hold on to it, allowing it to fester and brew into bitterness? This is something, if left inside you, will slowly eat you from the inside out. It will start to overtake your personality. It can even change your path in life and dictate the choices that you can make in life. And it can actually change who you were actually meant to be, who God created you to be. I feel like I'm qualified to speak on this. Why? Because this was literally me. This was my life. So... My story stems from my childhood and the things that I was exposed to and witnessed as a child. It was a dark, unpleasant beginning in life. For years, I watched my mom being battered and beaten and abused in every way possible. She was a beautiful, soft, timid lady, my mom, which made it even harder to see the woman that I love so much with my whole heart as a little girl being used as a punching bag by a sociopathic evil man. So fast forward to a few years later, after I'd been through a lot more trauma as a child, teenager, young adult, and then as a young mom. Something inside me snapped when my then husband abandoned me and my two beautiful boys for one of his many mistresses. Something snapped and I made an inner vow with myself that I would never allow myself to be vulnerable like that again. You know like how we know that when we're praying, God is listening to us? Sometimes when we make inner vows with ourselves that are not really so wise, the enemy is also listening. Because suddenly, people came along my path that led me into a rabbit hole of the underworld. And as I grew with these people in this world, I was, in, I was actually introduced and exposed to some very dangerous and powerful individual, individuals who saw value in me. This was not about snatching handbags from little old ladies. This was organized crime. This was racketeering. So for a time, there I was, living my best life now. I felt that I was finally getting the respect that I deserved from the people that I was associated with. I had a big, beautiful home in Tableview. My son was in private school, and life was good, or so I thought. I started to believe that I was untouchable. But as we all know, we have our plans and God has his. Because it was at this point that he sent a humble mechanic into my life. And being the person that I was, I enjoyed shocking people. And I sort of came clean with the mechanic. I told him who I was, and I told him what I was involved in, thinking that this would get rid of him. But nope, he stuck around. 
And worse still, he started praying for me. And boom, I suddenly found myself with my nine waist heels, my long, beautiful salon hair and nails, in a prison cell with a hundred plus minors, other strange women. And this is in this pit, in this dark, filthy place, is where I found myself in Paulsmore Prison. And as shocking as all that sounds, me finding myself in prison was actually the best time and experience of my life because it was in this dark, depressing, dirty place in that pit where I had an encounter with Jesus Christ. Where there was no hope, I found my hope in Him. The analogy I'm going to use is not nice. It doesn't sound good but it's a great graphic understanding of what unforgiveness and bitterness looks like. Imagine having a sore that won't heal, that is infected and turns septic, and then a scab forms over it. So you think you're okay, but you're actually not. So for three months, I went through the most painful and exhilarating experience in prison as Abba Father removed the scab from my life and started dealing with the mess inside. Have no doubt, it's painful. But he has to clean out the mess, the hurt, the rejection, the abandonment, so that he can start the healing process. He stripped me bare. And he took me on a journey, and the hardest part of that journey was forgiving others who had hurt me along the way. It was hard. But it's not something that happens overnight. It took me years to work through all that. I'm so grateful that God is a loving and patient God. He's loving and patient, but he's very clear on the subject of forgiveness. Because in Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, he says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And in Matthew 6, verse 14, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. To be delivered from unforgiveness and bitterness is to make a conscious decision to forgive. This was my mother's legacy to me. You see, because even though my mom was abused, She'd been through so much in her life, dealt with serious chronic illnesses and tragedy, losing her son, my brother, when I was 16. She'd been to hell and back multiple times. She still chose to remain that soft and gentle in spirit soul throughout her entire life, quick to forgive the people that hurt her, choosing peace instead. And for a long time, I thought my mom's gentleness and my mom's ability to stay soft-hearted was her weakness. But in actual fact, it was her superpower. God revealed that to me in prison. If this is something that you're struggling with, and there's many of us struggling with this, I want to encourage you today that there's freedom in forgiving. There's freedom in letting go and in nailing it to the cross so that you can live a life of abundance to be the person that God created you to be. And once you've been through that journey and allow God to do the work inside you, you can be used to help others to freedom so that your testimony can become a tool to break chains and to help set the captives free from the prisons of their hearts and their minds. 
My name is Marielise Williams, and this is just a snippet of my story. 